Hi, and welcome to the Empower the Talk podcast. I'm your host, Liz Martin. I'm a certified sex educator, a sex positive parenting coach, and a certified doula. So I talk about sex a lot. Grab your coffee, wine, or water and get comfy because we are going to get intimate with these conversations as we work through creating stories around sex and pleasure that serve us well. Enjoy. How many times do you think I can say the word sex in this podcast? Seriously, though, we are diving into why sex impacts more than just sex itself. But I want to give you a trigger warning that inside this episode, we will be discussing the topic of sexual trauma. I want you to be informed so that you can choose to listen if or when that feels safe for you to do so. So when I say that sex impacts more than just sex, what I mean is that sex impacts how you show up in a relationship, how you show up in the world, in your family, in your friendships. It helps you determine your worth, your pleasure, what you expect from those around you. Let me give you an example. Super Bowl 2023 happened less than two weeks ago. I personally am not a big Super Bowl person, but if given the opportunity, I will always watch the halftime show. This year, the halftime show featured Rihanna. I loved the show, seriously loved it, and I loved it even more after confirmation came that she was pregnant with baby number two after the show ended. But you know what my timeline was flooded with after halftime? That the show sucked. She barely moved. She shouldn't be dancing like that as a mom. She definitely shouldn't be doing the halftime show while pregnant. Didn't she just have baby number one and she's pregnant again? I can't believe she would do the show while pregnant. The world loves us to be sexual, erotic beings. But then when we become pregnant, a potential side effect of sex we're no longer allowed to have or want sex, let alone present as even remotely sexy. Rihanna had the most modest Super Bowl outfit I think I've seen in years, and she was still shamed for being too sexual. The beliefs held around sex impact more than just our bodies. It impacts everything. So let's do some fucking work because we deserve to create a space where we're allowed to want sex, talk about sex, and enjoy sex. Here's the formula I like to go by to begin this rewrite. Start by answering the question of what you want sex to feel like, but I want you to answer it in full embodiment. For example, I want sex to bring waves of hot pleasure through my body that spikes oxytocin in my brain and creates a feeling of deep connection with my body or another's. Think about how you want your body to feel. What you want your brain to think, what emotions you want to have involved, what way does spiritual or sensual connect for you? 
Those are deep questions and I certainly don't expect you to answer them right now or even tomorrow. I really want you to sit with this. I want you to really sit with what comes up when you think about how you want your body to feel, how you want your brain to think, what emotions you want to be involved, how spiritual and sensual connect for you. Hop on a free call with me to dig even deeper into what that rewrite could look like. Journal about it. Meditate on it. Let it sink in. I believe it is important to sit with resistance that comes up. I imagine that there are several of you listening to this right now that would not define their story around sex or pleasure as anything of value. Or there could be some of you sitting there thinking that I am just full of shit and that saying the word sex over and over is just like a hobby of mine. And that's fine. That's totally okay. I can take the, I can take that. (laughs) But why do you feel that? Where does that resistance come from? Who first told you what sex was and wasn't supposed to be? I think inside of that space of resistance, we can get some really good clues and indicators as to what that story actually is and how it may or may not be serving us. I don't feel that I can have the conversation of writing a healthy story around sex that serves you well without also speaking to those of you that have a history of trauma. So number one, I want you to understand that sexual trauma does not have to mean rape. For some, purity culture was incredibly traumatic. For some, playing spin the bottle and having to kiss someone was traumatic. Whatever you define as trauma in your history is valid and is trauma. Number two, if you need a licensed therapist to walk through unpacking that trauma with, let me know. I'm more than happy to connect you to a plethora of resources and to find a therapist that works best for you. If you feel that just hearing my voice that you feel some level of connection, that is something that I am happy to support with in the coaching space. I think it's important that we know where the current evidence is at and where the numbers are in order to fully grasp what this whole concept of sexual trauma is. One in 10 kids will experience sexual assault before the age of 18. 85% of children who are sexually abused know their abuser. 98% of sexual abuse is found to be true. The most vulnerable age for a child to be exposed to sexual abuse is between the ages of three and eight years old. Sexual violence can and does have long-term effects on victims and the likelihood that a person suffers suicidal or depressive thoughts increases after sexual violence. 94% of women who are raped experience symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder during the two weeks following the rape. 30% of women report symptoms of PTSD nine months after the rape 
33% of women who are raped contemplate suicide and 13% of women who are raped attempt suicide. Approximately 70% of rape or sexual assault victims experience moderate to severe distress, a larger percentage than any other violent crime. Victims are at risk of pregnancy and sexually transmitted infections. Studies suggest that the chance of getting pregnant from a one-time unprotected intercourse is between 3 and 5%, depending on a multitude of factors, including the time of the month that intercourse occurs, whether contraceptives are used, and the age of the female. The average number of rapes and sexual assaults against females of childbearing age is approximately 250,000. Thus, the number of children conceived from rape each year in the United States likely ranges from 7,750 to 12,500. I talk about these numbers a lot and I know these stats really well, but as a mother and as a sexual assault victim myself, my heart rips apart every time I read them. Sex education is necessary. Bodily autonomy is necessary. Being able to write a story that empowers you to live a pleasurable life is necessary. Hearing from my clients about how different things are in their relationship or in their solo play after working with me one-on-one, there are a few things that fill my heart as much as that. Hear me when I say to you, it is possible to write a beautifully healing narrative around sex. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for giving time, energy, and space to these maybe uncomfortable, definitely vulnerable conversations. You can find me over on empowerthetalk.com. And when that chat bubble comes up, I would love to talk to you more about what came up for you in this episode. Be sure to keep this conversation going by subscribing. And remember, pleasure is your fucking birthright.